Shalom to all! Today's daf is Erevin Daf Lamed. We're starting five lines from the top, the fifth word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Schos Rebbe Fal Moshe Yehuda Ben Feigenecha Hishavra Fuah Shlema Bekar of Mamish. Now, we just concluded the previous Gemara with the painter of Shimon Elazar that the amount of food necessary for an Erev is the amount that an average person would eat, even though this particular person would eat much more. And the Gemara says, Miyom Shimon Elazar Hachi, does he really say that? Vatanya of Shimon Elazar Emer, Aigmel Chabashan, whom we know from Chomish is a giant. We're not referring specifically to him, we're just referring to a very large person, Pischa. Kimalai, his opening is the amount that he would need to fill it. Now this halach is relevant to Thomas Mace. When there's a mace in a house, all of the psachim, the openings in the house that are four tfachim wide, become tamay. That's because the mace has to be brought out of the house through one of the openings. And any opening the size of four by four is fair game to bring the mace out. By that same token, if all the openings were less than four by four tfachim, then all of them would be tamay because one of them needs to be widened to fit the mace through it. And we don't know which one it's going to be. However, if we know which opening the mace is going to be brought through, then that's going to quote-unquote save all the other psachim from becoming tamay. So in this case, if one opening is large enough that can fit this very large person, whom again we're calling Aigmel Chabashan, through, so then all the other psachim are going to be tar because we know he's going to be brought through that one. And so here we see very clearly that the size depends on the person himself and not based off an average size, like Rav Shem ben had said in regards to Erev. So it seems like it's stira. Now the Gemara asks, Mabai, he'll tell you, Hasam what do you want us to do in regards to the mace bringing him out of the house? Should we cut him up into pieces and bring him out of the house? Obviously we can't do that. So over here in regards to mace, it's a practical concern. However, in regards to Erev, it's just a technical thing. If it could be eaten by someone, even though it's not necessarily by this person himself, so then we're going to consider it a valid Erev. The Gemara asks, Do the Rabbanon argue Rav Shem ben in his in regards to mace, the Gemara says, Tashma, the Amr Rab, Rabbachana, Amr Yechran, Aigmel Chabashan, a very large person, Pischai Barba, his Pesach is actually only four Tfachim and not the size that it would take to fit this person through. So we clearly see that the Chamim argued with Shimon Elazar. The Gemara says it's not a Raya, Hasam, that's referring to a case, the Ikapsachim Ketanim Tuba, there was a lot of very small openings, the Kachad de Havarba, and there was one Pesach that was four by four Tfachim, Devada Kikamarvach Bahukamarvach. For sure, if we're going to widen an opening to bring the mace out of the house, we're definitely going to do it to the largest one, which happens to be 4 by 4 Tvachim. So it's not necessarily Raya, the Chachamim argue with Rav Shem ben Elazar. And the Gemara continues, Amr Rav Chia Barashi, Amr Rav, Ma'arven Basar Chai, we're allowed to make an Arab with raw meat, and Amr Rav Shem Bar Chia, Ma'arven Ben Beitzim Chai, we're allowed to make an Arab with raw eggs. Vikama, how many raw eggs do we need for this Arab? Amr Rav Nachum Yitzchak, Achas, only one. Sinai Amr, Sinai says, this referring to Rav Yosef, Shtayim, we need two raw eggs. And our Mishnah told us, Hanodim and Amazin, Mutter Ramayim, Melch, someone who had made a nether that he's not going to have Mazin, he's permitted to have water and salt. And the Gemara says, Melch, Ma'im, Hudalikri Mazin. Water and salt are not called mazain. Hakalmili ikri mazain. Then implies that everything else is called mazain. And let me have it to Rav Shmuel. Let's say this is a refutation to Rav Shmuel's opinion. To Rav Shmuel, Darman Shavaya, both Rav Shmuel say this is in Mesachas Brachas. Ein mevarchin barimenei mazainis. Ela alchameshes minim bavad. We only make a barimenei mazainis on the five minim of grain, which we know is wheat, barley, oats, rye, and spelt. And we know that you only make a mazainis on something which is mazain. So clearly, Rav Shmuel hold the only thing that's mazain are the five minim. And our Mishnah seems to be saying that everything's called mazain except for water and salt. The Gemara says right away. Didn't we already refute them once upon a time? Meaning in Mesachas Brachas. So the Gemara says, okay, so let have the two of So let's say that there's also refutation from this case. So Amr Rav Huna, Rav Huna answers, no, but I'm recall Hazan Alai. Aramish is talking about, he says anything which is Zan, that's Asr to me. Now, what's the difference between Mazan and Hazan? Rashi says that both of them will fill you and will make you feel good. However, 
Mazain is Sa'adi Liba. It does something good to your heart. It satiates your heart. It gives you kalach and energy to continue. That is only Mazain. Whereas something which is Hazan, it might satisfy you, but it doesn't necessarily satiate you and fulfill the requirement of this Sa'adi Liba. But now the Gemara asks on that. Are you telling me that the only thing that doesn't satisfy you is water and salt, but everything else does? He said, When I would go after to eat the fruits of Ginoiser, which is a city in the area of the Kinaret that was praised for its exceptionally delicious fruits. When there was a hundred of us following him, everyone would gather ten fruits. When there's only ten people, everyone would gather a hundred fruits. So either which way, we had gathered a thousand fruits. And every hundred of these fruits, it wasn't even able to fit in a basket, which is three sa'a large. These fruits were huge. And Rabbi Yechon would eat all of these fruits. And he would say afterwards, I'm making a shvua that I didn't taste anything which was satisfying. So we see clearly that we have something that's not water and salt that doesn't fit under the category of something which is zan, which satisfies you. So the Gemara says, no, that's not really what Rabbi Yechon said. He said, I didn't eat anything which is sustaining or satiating, but these fruits definitely did satisfy him. They definitely fit under the category of zan. And once we're on the topic of a neder and an eruv, the Gemara says, Amrav Huna Amrav, If a person makes a shvua that he's not going to eat this loaf of bread, Marvin Leba were allowed to make an eruv for him with it. That's because he might not be allowed to eat it, but he's still allowed to drive benefit from it, and someone else could technically eat it. However, kikar zu lie, but if he says this bread is usur on to me in Marvin Leba, then we're not allowed to make an eruv for him with it. That's because he's not allowed to even have any sort of benefit from it. The Gemara asks Mesvei, Hanodimina kikar Marvin Leba, if a person made a neder from a loaf of bread, we're allowed to make an eruv for him with it. My love, doesn't that mean to Amr a lie? That he said a lie, it's on to me, and still it's mutter? So we have a question. The Gemara says it's not a lie, a lie, the Amr zu. He said, this bread is usher to me, meaning I will not eat it. In Hachanah Mistabra, it's very logical to say that. The Ketani Seifa, the end of this b'risa says, Amosai, when is it that we're allowed to make an error for him with it? When he said, I promise that I will not eat it. Avol Amr a lie, now that implies that if he said that it's usher on to me, my, what would the halacha be? Hachanami, the Ein Marvin Leba, that we're not allowed to make an error for him with it. The Gemara has, Ihachi, if so, so Adetani, it says at the end of this b'risa, Kikar zu hektish, if a person makes a loaf of bread hektish, ain't marvin loiba, so we're not allowed to make an air for him with it. Lefisha ain't marvin bektashis, because we're not allowed to make an air with hektish, because you're not allowed to have benefit from it. So if it's really true that there's a difference between saying zu and alai, so liflik velisim bididay. So we should have differentiated even within this first case of the b'risa. We should have said, Bamedvarim when is this that he's allowed to make an air with it to Amr zu? If he said, I'm not going to eat this, I will Amr alai, but if he said, this is Asr on to me, marvin loiba, then we're not allowed to make an air for him with it. So it must be, since the Brysa didn't explicitly speak it out, that there's no difference between saying zu and olai. And Amal Harvhuna, so Harvhuna will answer you, no, that's not a question. Elamai, so what do you want to suggest? The kol hechad amr alai ma'arvin, that any time we say olai, that you would be allowed to make an air with it? So kasha then we have a problem with the ratio because we had a very clear inference from the ratio from the fact that it said very clearly that the only time he's allowed to make an air with it if he says, I will not taste from it, implying that if he said olai, that it would be usr. So the Gemara says, that's that's not a question because really there's something missing from the b'risa and this is really what we should say someone makes a nether he's not going to have this loaf of bread so we're allowed to make an air for him with it 
Afilu Amar Alayin, even he said the word Alayin, Nasa Ka'im Shuish Le'atmena, it's as if he said, I'm making a Shavuah that I'm not going to eat it, and you're still allowed to make an Erev with it. So the Gemara says, Mikol Makam Kashal or Afuna, we still have a problem according to Afuna, because it seems to be that he's misinterpreting this Braith, so that there is a difference between Zu and Alayin. So Gemara says, we don't have a problem. Hudamar Kirby Lezer, he holds like Kirby Lezer. The Tan Rebbe Lezer Eimer, he says, Shavuah Shalai Echel Kikar Zu, a Shavuah that I will not eat this loaf of bread, my Arvalin Bar will make an Erev with it, Kikar Zu Alayin, but this Kikar's Asr on to me, and my Arvalin Bar will not make an Erev, so he has a Tana to support him. The Gemara says, Miyamar Rebbe Lezer, Hachetes Rebbe Lezer really say that, but Tanya Rebbe Lezer, Zakal, this is the rule. Adam Eisr Asmai Ba'echel, if a person prohibits food upon himself, my Arvalin Bar will not make an Erev with it for him. Eichel Anasr Lail Adam, food that became Asr onto a person, and my Arvalin Bar will not only make an Erev with it. Rebbe Lezer, I'm Rebbe Lezer, says, Kikar Zu Alai, if a person said the Lashon of Alai, my Arvalin Bar, we are allowed to make an Erev. Kikar Zu Hektish, if he says this is Hektish, and my Arvalin Bar, we're not allowed to make an Erev. Lefisha in my Arvalin Bar, because we're not allowed to make an Erev with Hektish. So we see very clearly the Rebbe Lezer states explicitly that if you say the word Alai, you are allowed to use it for an Erev. So it's a steer Rebbe Lezer on Rebbe Lezer. The Gemara says that's not a problem. It's two Tanaim that argue in what Rebbe Lezer says. So at least Rav Huna has a Tana to support him, which is one Tana according to Rebbe Lezer. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah of the Nazir We had said you're allowed to make an Erev with wine for a Nazir, even though the Nazir can't drink it. The Gemara says, like Armish is not like Beishamai. The Tanya Beishamai. He says, We are not allowed to make an Erev for a Nazir with wine, Uli Yisrael Batruma, or for Yisrael with Truma. Whereas Beis Hill, Aimer, Beis Hill says, Ma'arvel Nazir B'yayin, Uli Yisrael B'truma. And the Gemara says, Armul Hen Beis Hill, Beis Shammai, Beis Hill told Beis Shammai, Yetamaydim, don't you agree? Lama Nama Beis on the top, Shama'arvel Nagadol B'yom Kippurim, that you're allowed to make an Erev for a Gadol on Erev Yom Kippur so that he can go outside of the Tchom on Yom Kippur itself, even though he can't eat that Erev on Yom Kippur itself. Armul Hen Beis Shammai said, Avol, you're right. So Amr Lahen, so Beis Hillel told them, so Kashem Shema Arvon L'Gadol, B'yam Kippurim, the same way you're allowed to make an Erev for a Gadol, which is going to be Chal on Yom Kippur, Kach Ma'arvon L'Nazar B'yayin L'Yisrael B'Chuma. So too, you should be allowed to make an Erev for Nazar with wine or for Yisrael with Chuma. So the Gemara answers, Beis Shammai, they'll tell you Hasam over there in regards to the Erev on Erev Yom Kippur, Ika Suda Harim Ba'idayim. We have a Suda which is fit, meaning on Erev Yom Kippur. He's able to eat this food on Erev Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur itself, he's not able to, but beforehand he is. Hach over here, like a suda ruim by yaim. Even erev Shabbos, this person is not allowed to eat this food. Whether it's talking about the wine for the nazir or the chumah for the Yisrael, and the Gemara says, "Come on, who's this opinion of Bishamai like? Do like Chananya? It's not like Chananya. The Tanya Chananya, Emir Chananya says, Call Atzim Shal Bishamai Lo Hayumadim Erev. They do not agree that we have a valid Erev. Atchiyatimi Tase Vichal Klei Tashmish Lisham until he brings not only his bed but all of his utensils that he needs over there. You can't just establish a makam shvisa by placing food over there. You need to have food, your bed, and all of your utensils." There, you actually have to set up camp in that area. And now the Gemara continues with Hanani's opinion. Who is the following brass alike? If he was in the area where he wanted to be kind of his makam shvisa, and he was wearing black clothing, so he's not allowed to go there tomorrow. Meaning on Shabbos day, wearing white clothing, and vice versa. Kiman, so who's that like? That's like Hanani. According to the opinion of Beishamai, that he needs to have everything he wants in that area. The Gemara asks, that doesn't even fit according to Hanani's opinion because so he's not allowed to go past this area wearing black clothing, but he is allowed to go past wearing white clothing. But Ha'amar Hanani had just told us, it has to be that he brings his bed and all of his utensils there, not just his clothing. So the Gemara says, you're right, this is really what we were saying. If you made an erva wearing white clothing, and he needs black clothing for Shabbos day, he's not allowed to even go out with white clothing 
because he didn't have a valid Erev, because he didn't bring everything that he needed for Shabbos over there. Come on, so who's that like? That's according to Beishamai. So we have two different ways of understanding Beishamai. Our first way of understanding Beishamai was that you just have to have food that's fit for you. Whereas according to Chananya, not only is the food that's fit for you, it's every single thing that you need for Shabbos has to be placed in that area where you want to be kind of your Makam Shvisa. And the market is explaining the Mishnah of Sumchas Omer B'chulin, and we had a machlekes between the Tanakhama and Sumchas and the Mishnah whether or not we're allowed to make an Erev for a Yisrael with Truma. And Sumchas argued and said it has to be done with Chulin. And the Gemara says, Nazir He doesn't argue on the previous stage in the Mishnah that had said that we're allowed to make an Erev for a Nazir with wine. My Taima, why doesn't he argue in that case? The Gemara answers, Esher de Mitchell on his Yerusha, he's able to do Sheela on his Naziras. To be Shalan and Neder means to ask a Chacham or a Bezdin to annul a vow that you made. And if certain conditions are filled, the Neder does not need to be kept anymore. Anymore. This Nazir could technically do She'elus Nether, he wouldn't be a Nazir anymore, and then he would be allowed to drink this wine. So since there's a technical possibility of him being allowed to drink this wine, Sumchas does not argue on that case in the Mishnah. The Gemara says, Yachim, so, Truma Nami. Truma also, we have a way out. After the Mitchell he could always go to the Bezin or the Chacham and say, I didn't want to make that food Truma, and then it wouldn't be Truma anymore, and he could technically eat it. The Gemara says that wouldn't work, because E Mitchell Allah, if he does She'ela on it, Hajjal Tivla, it goes back to being Tevel, and then no one's allowed to eat it, not even the Kayan. So the Gemara says, fine, I have a different way out. He could separate Truma for this from somewhere else, meaning if he's in his house and he knows that this food is in the field, he could take food in his house and say, this food over here is truma for that food over there. And now that other food, which is his Erev, is metuka and it's fixed up and he could technically use it. So the Gemara says that's also not a good way out because we don't suspect that a chaver, or a person who's very makvin in Allah, to take off truma from something that's not within his immediate vicinity. Mukaf means that it's surrounded or it's enclosed, meaning it's very close by to him. So he's not going to take off truma in his house for something that's very far away from him. So the Gemara has a different way out. Why doesn't he take off truma from the actual food itself? He has food as his Erev in the field somewhere. He could technically slice off a piece of this apple or pear or whatever he has over there and say this little piece is truma. The Gemara says it's also not okay to less be shiur because there isn't enough of shear. He has the exact amount of food that he needs for his Erev. If he slices off even a small piece, so then he doesn't have enough food. So the Gemara says, really? Umay Pasca, what exactly are we trying to establish the case of our Mishnah with? Like, this is the Psak, this is the set case of our Mishnah. It's so far-fetched to say that the case that our Mishnah is talking about is that he had set his food in a field and it was truma and he's not able to find any sort of which way to take truma off of it. That's not really mistaber to say that. So the Gemara says, you're right. Some holds like the Rabbanon. The Amri, they say, anything which is an Isr Shvos, it's an Isr Drabbanon, Gazrael of Banishmashes. There's a Xera that you're not allowed to do this even Banishmashes. And we know that a person's not allowed to take off truma on Shabbos, he's not allowed to be his food on Shabbos. So that means that even Banishmashes, he's not allowed to do so. And the time that his Erev takes effect is Banishmashes. So if there's no way out to fix this up, Banishmashes, so it's not going to be valid Erev. And according to Sumchas, Banishmashes, there's an Isra to fix it up and to take its status of Truma off of it. So therefore, there's no way for this Erev to be valid. And now the Gemara says, "Come on, Azal Hadetnan, who's the following Mishnah like Yesha Amru? There are those that say Hakolafi Mashu Adam. Everything is based off of this person himself. Moloi Kumtzai Mincha. He takes off his kaimet's worth of a mincha. When a person brings a carbon mincha, which is flour and oil, so the kaihe needs to take off a kaimet, which is three fingers worth of flour and oil. And we say we measure it based off of that kaihe's hand. And Moloi Chafn of Kitars, when the kaihe is taking off Kitars, it's based off of his handful. Vashaisa Moloi Lugma Biyam Kapurim. Someone who drinks a mouthful of liquid on him Kippur, so he's going to be chayiv. And the amount of two sudas for an Erev. So we're assuming this means over here 
the amount of food that he needs for an Erev. Kiman, who's that like? Amr Abzeir, Sumchasi, this is like Sumchas, Amr Mai, the Chazi Lebe'inon, has to be fit for him. And that's why we're not allowed to have Chuma for Yisrael, and it has to be the requisite amount of food that this person needs. And the Gemara says, Lame Pli Yadrav Shimon Elazar, let's say this is not like Shimon Elazar, who we had started out today's Gemara with. Detanyu have a brasser of Shimon Elazar Emer, he says, Ma'arvan Lachay Luzakin, we're allowed to make an Erev for a sick person or an old person, Kedem Zainai, the amount of food that he needs. Ula Ravson, and for a glutton, Basu the Bainanis shall call Adam, we only set the amount of food that's required for a regular standard person. So clearly, Rav Shemad Elazar does not hold like Sumchis because he holds all you need is the average amount of food and not the amount of food that this person needs. So the Gemara says it's not arrived because Tirguma Achela Zakin. We're talking about the Chela and the Zakin. Avol Ravson, but the glutton, Batal Adaita Itzakal Adam, we say that his Das is Batal, it's nullified to everyone else's. He eats an abnormal amount of food and we're not going to judge him based off of what he does in an abnormal fashion. And we had said our mission of Kain Beza Pras, we're allowed to place an Eruf for Kain in a Beza Pras, and the Gemara explains why is that? A person could technically blow through the base of pras. He could bend down to the floor, blow loose dirt away, and he'll be able to see if there's any bones there, and he'll ensure that he's not stepping on anything. So that's how the Kohen could access his Erev. The Gemara continues. He says, base of pras, A base of pras that many people walk through it. They trample on it. So it's going to be Tahar. It's not a suffix anymore because they definitely have crushed up the little pieces of bone, which are only over there, but suffix, and that's why a Kohen's allowed to go there and access his Erev. And the Gemara explain the Mishnah Rabbi Huda Aimer Af Beis Akfaris were even allowed to place an Erev for Kain inside a Beis Akfaris itself. And the Gemara explains how is that possible? Tana Mepnei Yachol Lachutz he can make a Mechitza VeLeilech and go inside the Beis Akfaris Beshida which is some sort of carriage made for women Tevo Migdol these are all some sorts of boxes and he can create this box for himself and then be carried in there. And since he's in his own separate Ayhel his own separate domain if you will that's why it's permitted to go inside this Beis Akfaris and he's not going to become Tame. And the Gemara says Kasavar it seems to be that we're holding oil zark shmei oil then a moving oil is still considered an oil we'll put the tani tonight and this is like the machlekas of the following tonight the tani we have a bright side nechus so i'm someone who goes into the land of one of the nations and we know that the chamin were geyser that there's thomas oil there's thomas mace on any land outside eretz yisrael so if he goes in beshita teva migdal in one of these boxes rabbi matami rabbi says he's going to be tummy rabbi yisrael rabbi huda matar he says that he's tar but my kamifliki what's their machlekas mar savar oil zark lav shmei oil umar savar oil zark shmei oil their machlekas is whether or not a moving oil is considered an oil and the gemara Continues on this. Father Tanya, we have a brayser. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, "Lamad alaf, lamad alaf." On the top, ma'arvan lekayin tar, but chuma tahira bekever. We're allowed to make an era for a kain who's tar with chuma that's tar on top of the kever itself. And hechi azil, how does he get to his erev? Beshidu tevel megdal inside this box. We're gonna pause here for the day, and we're gonna pick up right in the middle of this kain being carried in his box into the basic forest to access the erev. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.